Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This American Nurse Nikki Podcast, the only podcast that keeps it real and pushes you to be the best version of you. Contact me at nursenikkitalk at gmail.com. What's up? Go grab that cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and sit down and let's talk. Four Houston police officers remain hospitalized as of Tuesday morning, and two of those are in critical condition. This is the shooting that occurred in Houston. There was a drug investigation at a home in southeastern Houston, A man and a woman shot at the officers from inside the home. They were killed. This seems to be something that every time you turn on the news, there's been an officer killed or shot in the line of duty. It's unacceptable. And I've got Patrick Fitzgibbons here today. He's a criminal justice expert, over 20 years, has various roles in law enforcement. He's going to be here to talk about that. I'm going to ask him about the hot topics. And then he's also going to talk about law enforcement in general, use of force, leadership, how to make the profession better. He's coming up next. Patrick, welcome. You have a very long career in criminal justice, stretching as far as 20 years. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what areas that you have been involved with. First of all, thank you for inviting me uh, on your show, Nikki. I sure do appreciate it. And, Absolutely. Uh, I've been in, yeah, I've been in law enforcement for uh, going on 23 years. And uh, during that time, I have, uh, you know, of course, I started out as a patrol officer, uh, moved to uh, investigations with our, which are detectives. Uh, became a supervisor. Uh, moved up to the ranks, and currently I'm an operations commander uh, in my agency. And that just means where I'm at, I'm in charge of all the, the patrol officers. Awesome. And <clears throat> as I mentioned in my introduction, um, law enforcement has took a big hit in Houston. It's another tragedy that they've experienced there yeah. with the shooting of those four police officers. And then that other one was injured. Two of those, from my understanding, are in critical condition. So I just want to kind of just step right into this. What are your thoughts on all of this? Because it seems like every time we turn on the news, there's another police shooting. And it seems almost to be something that's somewhat accepted in our society today. And it's just not on so many levels acceptable but anyway what are your thoughts about that and why does this seem to keep happening over and over and over again well i mean it's fact one i mean it's just a um, it's just the world we live in now i mean law enforcement has always been inherently dangerous i mean it's a dangerous job but yeah it's just uh, law enforcement uh officers getting killed in the line of duty seems to go up. I think we're already uh, outpacing last year, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. This year, just within, within the first month. Right. And like I said, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is, but, you know, officers just have to be safe out there. They have to be vigilant. Um, 
brave men and women that put on that uniform every day and go out and try to protect um, you know the community the best they can with limited resources now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a matter of uh, getting you know having good partnerships with the community and getting out there and trying to, to strengthen those partnerships. Unfortunately, many even people are not going to like the police officers, and uh, that's always been the case. I don't think you know that. Uh, certain rhetoric rhetoric that has come out of the media in the last several years has helped absolutely Uh, i think think that's a major problem i'm glad that you said that that's so true yeah i think you know i mean law enforcement is you know we're not without our faults and we're not without our problems but i think we we get a lot of unfair uh, press in the media and uh, i think that that definitely i'm not saying that's the sole cause of of these tragedies, but right. I, I don't think it helps. Exactly, exactly. Well, and and I commend you for what you do every day. Um, before I was a nurse, and, and some of my listeners may know, some may not, um, I was in law enforcement for many years. I was a dispatcher at county level and then went to be a dispatcher for state police in the state that I live in. And I did that for well over a decade. So this is a very personal issue to me, and every time I see it, it's just so heartbreaking. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, it is, and thank you for your service as a, uh, as a, oh. as a first responder, as somebody in law enforcement working on the other end of the microphone. Your job is yeah. critical. I mean, I, I don't think I just had a, a dispatcher uh, in L.A. County on my podcast, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of law enforcement out there I don't think dispatchers get the credit they deserve. They don't. It's not in all the cases. But, yeah. But uh, they are they are a lifeline to the first responders yes. out there. Yes. And uh, I am very grateful for what they do day in and day out. I couldn't do their job. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just I just commend what dispatchers do, and as well as nurses. Uh, we we are fortunate to have such a great relationship with our local hospitals and yeah. the ER staff because unfortunately law enforcement is in our one. Yes, so so very true. So we'll just kind of switch gears a little bit and and go into um, now. You speak a lot on use of force, leadership, and and just how to make the profession better. So, what advice do you have as or? Um, knowledge did you, that do you have on those areas there well use the force issues i mean you know every day i i, I can't speak to everything out there but uh you know we're, we're confronted with use of force issues and when i say use of force issues uh nikki i'm talking about you know any any time an officer is you know uh, trying to get compliance you know getting somebody into their handcuffs and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of use of force issues out there pointing a gun uh, a weapon at somebody is considered a use of force issue, at least in my agency. Um, so use of force, you know, it's, it's when to use that that use of force. And uh, most importantly, you know, that you're, you know, officers are being, uh, are in compliant with their policy, or in their, in their individual agency's policy and procedures. And, you know, that, that they're lawful in that use of force. So we're, we live in a very litigious society, as you, you know, and the your mm-hmm. listeners know. So, Law enforcement. I, I tell my officers. I said, "Don't, don't get into a point where you're not taking action." Because but isn't that almost what it's become anymore? It's just almost a tricky yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. But but I try to empower my officers mm-hmm. to, to make decisions. And if you have to use force, you have to use force. Absolutely. But be able to, you have to be able to articulate it. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. So that's what I talk about with use of force. As far as leadership goes, uh, you know, leadership is so critical in law enforcement, just like in every profession. You know, I mean, me being uh, a commander in my department, you know, I'm looking at the future. I'm looking at succession planning, meaning who, who are my officers that we're going to, who are going to take my place? Because I, I don't, I know some people get threatened by people that are up and coming in organizations. I, I, my job as a, as a, as one of the senior execs in my company is to groom and mentor the next generation so they can take my place. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that is just getting people to the right leadership courses, you know, mentoring, guiding them. So I'm a big proponent in succession planning, uh, which is, you know, just getting the people in line, you know, uh, you know, to, to take my job and the chief's job and the deputy chief's job and, because they're the future. So I'm, I'm a huge leadership advocate. I teach about leadership. Uh, yeah, so I, leadership is critical in law Yes, I agree 100%. So <clears throat> when you talk about current hot topic issues, one of them being just what I brought up <clears throat> just a few minutes ago, what what other issues aside from that do you face with your department? Well, and you then, know, yeah, ahead. I mean, obviously, you know, and this is an issue that is facing, I think, the country is the opiate epidemic. I mean, you probably know mm-hmm. uh, about uh, Nikki. I mean, the, the, the fentanyl and the carfentanil and, and the heroin, you know, that has touched every um, every community uh, pretty much in the United States. I think, uh, you know, I, I, it'd be hard-pressed to go out there and find somebody, um, you know, who isn't directly or indirectly mm-hmm. affected by uh, opiate use. And, and, you know, it really is, you know, it really is a, is a crisis. And um, our officers carry Narcan, Noxalone. Yeah. Uh, most agencies do to help reverse the uh, effects of, of an over- overdose and to get that uh, person to that next uh, level of care. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, that's a hot topic, obviously, the opiate epidemic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other topic is, is mental health. You know, you being a nurse probably know that we're not, you know, law enforcement, first responders are now getting called more and more, uh, a lot more than when I first became a police officer to, to people in crisis with, that are dealing with mental health issues. And yep. uh, I, I'm a firm believer that, uh, you know, we can't keep locking people up. You know, we, we you know, some people belong in jail. I get that, but we need to start tackling, uh, you know, better the, the mental health issues, mm-hmm. the mental health crisis that a lot of people are going through, unfortunately. And, um, so that's, that's, that's a hot topic right now. Uh, and that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of agencies are struggling with and coming up with some solutions to, instead of just locking people up all the time. Yeah, because again, it, sometimes it, that needs to happen. Yeah, but it, it just seems to be um, when when that does and they don't really get their treatment, it's just a revolving door for right. them. You're going to see, you're going to get exactly. that call again, you know, and it's... Yeah, you're going to, they, yeah, they're, 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 you know, they get, they get medicated when mm-hmm. they're in, and, 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 and you know, and, and maybe your listeners know that the correctional system in the United States is now the largest provider of mental health services uh, to the population. Isn't that because amazing? They're, they're yeah. Yeah, it's just not enough beds out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are, those are the hot topics, you know, issues that uh, you know that that are facing not just my agency but a lot of agencies out there. And of course, you know, there's always challenges in any organization with you know personnel issues and things like that. But yeah, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's still a great job. It's a very noble job, um, and uh, I'm proud to to wear the uniform every day. Absolutely. So when you talk about things like hearing you know lack of trust in the community 
Why do you think that is? Why do you think, and it seems like now more than ever, there's there's just a huge divide with the citizens and the law enforcement. It's either you're on one side of the fence or you're on the other side of the fence. And, and that wedge has just, it's a it's bigger than it used to be. Do you know what I mean? It's, and, and, and I, I would go back to, you know, the false narrative sometimes that the media portrays of law enforcement that, you know, law enforcement and other groups are out there, you know, that we're just, you know, we get up every morning with the sole purpose to go out there and use deadly force on somebody or, or beat somebody or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that is that is so farther from the truth. Now, I'm, I'm the first to tell you, Nikki, and, and the listeners, I don't live in a bubble either or a dream world. I know that there are bad cops out there. Right, yes. But the old but the overwhelming majority of police officers out there are, are putting that uniform on uh, and they're going out doing a great job every day with the resources they have. I, I don't think any officer, you know, kisses their spouse goodbye and says, you know what, I'm going to go shoot somebody today. And I'm going to risk everything. I'm going to risk my house. I'm going to risk losing mm-hmm. my family. I'm, I'm going to risk my pension, whatever. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to risk that because I'm going to go out. And, and I think, I think a, a big problem is just the kind of the, 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 the false narrative that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that has been played out over the last couple of years with law enforcement. And, that, and the flip side of that, Nikki, is I'll be the first one to, to, to look at a use of force issue or to look at an officer that made a mistake and say that officer needs to be held accountable. Right. Which is, I don't think people realize that, that 99% of the cops out there, if they have a corrupt cop or if they have somebody out there doing bad things. They don't want them in the ranks. It's not the good old boy network like was prevalent back, you know, in the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, is become, it is a lot more professional and we don't want those people in our ranks. But mm-hmm. again, I think a lot of it goes back to what the media paints about law enforcement that, you know, cops are just out there indiscriminately killing people right. and so far from the truth. I mean, do officers get into shootings? Yes. Uh, you know, and then everybody... I think another component to this, Nikki, is, you know, everybody has a cell phone with a camera on it now. Everybody's taking videos. And I think instead of people out there, not everybody, but some people looking, you know, at all the evidence, um, they kind of rush to judgment right Mm -hmm. away by something they see on YouTube or something they see on uh, the media. And I always give this analogy analogy because I, or this example, because I teach a lot. I tell students, I say, think about the NFL game. I guarantee you're going to see it in the upcoming uh, Super Bowl this weekend. Somebody makes a play. Say mm-hmm. a quarterback throws to a wide receiver, and there's a question on whether or not both feet were in bounds. How many angles are shown? I mean, there's 50 different angles. They're like, oh, is he in or is he out? Oh, look at this angle. Cops don't have that luxury. Cops right. have one shot, generally. Yep. Uh, and then... You know, so my advice to people out there is when you see a video emerge, don't brush to judgment right away. You mm-hmm. know, wait till you get all the facts. But I think we're in a society right now where you now the cops must be wrong. Right, you know, yeah. You know, that's, that's the assumption right away. But the cops, you know, it's clearly about you. Um, and and I, I would just encourage people just to kind of, you know, just wait till all the evidence has presented itself instead of rushing to judgment. So to answer your question, I hope I wasn't too long-winded. No, no. I think that, that, mm-hmm. contributes, that contributes to, to some of the distrust, uh, you know, uh, that has uh, that has permeated, you know, 
uh, through society in the last several years. And again, I, I, I think the media does a lot of good things, but when it comes to, because um, they're not in the business to sell good stories, Nikki. Right. They're in the business to, to, to sensationalize That's stuff. That's exactly kind of right. A, yeah. You yeah. Know, so I, I think that does contribute to the overall picture of uh, lack of trust. And I tell my officers, look, you need to, the time right now, and I think it's getting a little better, but at least from my perspective, I want you out there. I want you engaging with the public. I want because now is not the time to, to get hold up and go to go to our corner. Mm-hmm. It's the time to keep engaging with the, the public. Just do that community policing and, and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And keep and now you know whenever something happens, that's not the. Now you might reevaluate tactics and things like that, but you still have to be engaged with the community. And yeah. That's a never go away. Yeah, I agree too. Yes, absolutely. So, what do you think? Moving forward with law enforcement, what what challenges um, do you see ahead, and what do you all face on a daily basis? Well, like I said, the, the, the mental health crisis that uh, you know it, that, that we're, we're we're responding to every day uh, that that's going to be a constant challenge. Of course, there's a there's a financial component to that. I mean, you know, we, law enforcement, you know, we're, we're absorbing all these costs. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a collaboration mental health professionals, law enforcement, uh, on how to go forward. It can't be just business as usual, I think. You know, as far as the drug epidemic, we talked about that. That's a constant challenge. That's not going away. I mean, heroin is cheap. Uh, it's getting cheaper, easily obtained. Uh, now, uh, when I was growing up, there, <laughs> all you had was marijuana, you know, cocaine, I think. And yeah. Now you have prescription drugs. You know, kids are stealing, you know, uh, medications, not every kid, obviously, but, you know, some kids are stealing, you know, medications from mom and dad. So those are all challenges I mean, mm-hmm. going forward, you know, there's always a, um, a financial component. I mean, a lot of times budgets are getting dwindled down in law enforcement agencies and, and we're asked to do more and less. So that's a challenge too, it's about how our resources yeah. being spread. I mean, there's a, there's a recruitment uh, crisis now in, in some agencies where, you know, we're not drawing those um, those applicants like we used to. In law I was going to ask that. Do you see that the numbers yeah. are down a little bit from? They they are. Yeah, they are because yeah. Quite frankly, if you're a college grad, Nikki, uh huh, college, and you're, you're at a point, you know, starting off a career, and you turn on the news, mm-hmm. and you see all this bad publicity with law enforcement, and why would you want to take that on? Now, Same. thankfully, there's a lot of people, brave men and women who heed the call and they want to serve, which is not blessing. Right. But numbers are going down. Yeah. so, you know, we have to do our best to, to, to kind of make it a desirable profession that people are going to get into. I, I think it depends on what area you're at. Uh, we, we haven't struggled a lot in my agency with recruiting um, really good talent, uh, but I know a lot of agencies are struggling with that. So that's a, that's a challenge too going forward is getting people Good quality people, because we're not going to lower our standards. Just Absolutely to, not. I yes. would rather. I, I would tell. I tell my troops. I tell them, look, or my staff, my chief, my deputy chief, look. We're, we're, I, I don't think we should lower our standards just to fill. I would rather go short on the street, mm-hmm. not have a problem child, than to hire somebody who is didn't meet the standards just to fill, a, you know, a uniform. Because that so could be just that's dangerous all, for everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, you know. then, then you have problems, you know, down the road. So, mm-hmm. but those are just. You know, some of the problems I think facing, you know, law enforcement, at least in my perspective, you know, that we're going to face in the future. 
Well, you know, you've had some some really good advice for everybody. And Patrick, I thank you for your service and your dispatchers as well. I know how difficult that job is. So we pass on um, our our thoughts and prayers go out to you every day that you put on that uniform and to your dispatchers that that take the calls for you all. And we and that's one of the things that dispatchers are always fearful of is to get that one call over the radio that something has really went bad. So I know, I know how that, that feels to have that feeling in there. So you pass on the love to your dispatchers as well. And thank you for coming on today. I've really enjoyed talking with you. I won't keep you. I know you're just leaving work. So, um, but I've really enjoyed talking with you today and, and, God bless you, and you you be safe, okay? Well, I appreciate it, Nikki, and thank you for having me on, and I apologize I was a little late, but I'm glad I was here. I'm glad I could talk to you, and uh, I love what you're doing with your show, and uh, keep, keep doing a great job, and uh, again, thank you for having me on. Thank you. Take a moment to say a prayer for all of the law enforcement officers who put that uniform on daily to protect others. Thank you for listening to This American Nurse Nikki. Go subscribe.